The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We have a great show for you guys today. I'm super excited. Um, we have Desmond Child coming on, and he's one of the biggest songwriters in the history of music, uh, with over 300 million records sold. Uh, uh, so I'm super excited, and I think it's going to be great. And then we have comedian and actor Stavros Batras. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, but he's coming on from Greece, actually, and he's a comedian. And uh, we're friends on Facebook, and, and I think it'll be a lot of fun to have something different on the show today. It'll be a little bit different than what we normally do, so it should be a lot of fun. Before we get started, let me introduce my gorgeous, beautiful co-host, Mr. Oh. Ron Russell. He's looking very uh, festive in his Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving wear. This looks like the fabric that the old ladies used to have. Grandmothers used to wear house dresses with this design. That's what I feel like, an old lady. Look, doesn't it look like an old house dress from the 1950s? Anyway, we're in a white wall. It's like a police lineup. Look, profile. Da, da, da. What? This is a, the room that we're, it's empty. There's no flooring. We're waiting for the carpeting people to come right after the show is over. They come in to put the new carpeting. This room has been painted, ceiling walls. So it's brand new. And the furniture goes back in and everything is back to normal. Uh, I'm happy that they are doing this before Thanksgiving because I thought possibly, you know, we have a mess here. Furniture all over. Over the house. It's a mess. So, <laughs> you know, we already kept Thanksgiving for the children and I and Jimmy because we didn't invite anybody because the house is disaster. But now the house will be beautiful. Because we have two rooms, you guys. So we painted this weekend and now they're going to get carpeted. So all the furniture from two rooms is in the hallway, in the living room, in the dining room. It's all over the place. So, so uh, anyway, we're very excited to get the new carpeting to put in. Uh, I want to say hey to everybody in the chat room that's starting to join but us. But it looks weird with the white wall with no pictures or <laughs> our Hollywood sign is not there. Anyway, with my old lady house dress, with my granny. Actually, they say we look very festive. Cindy yeah. Lady Lake is in the chat room. Happy Thanksgiving. Cindy Stefan Bell's in the chat room. Happy Thanksgiving. Hello. Um, happy Thanksgiving to everybody who's tuning in today because tomorrow's Thanksgiving. So I hope everyone has a great place to go and get some uh, We were just talking with our engineer. And I said, you know, I really don't like the meal on Thanksgiving because I hate the idea that we've killed an animal and we're eating a bird which is sad because if you see turkeys, they're really cute. And to think that yesterday or the last week they were alive and now we've killed them to eat them, which is pretty sad. But I like the stuffing. 
And I like the uh, marshmallow sweet potatoes. Salad, like the salad, of course. So I really don't eat the turkey that much. I mean, I'll never eat the skin because that's really barbaric. Um, I eat it. I don't eat the skin, but I'll eat it. I eat around the turkey. There's lots of stuff to eat around. And I love, of course, the apple pie coming out of the oven, hot and juicy. That I like with coffee. And Ron's daughter makes the best things. They're called corn fritters. Yeah. And they're like so and good. Also, it's my favorite thing. Chocolate mousse that I love. And Leslie makes the best chocolate mousse. Ever. Oh, I thought that was Christmas. What does it matter? Christmas or Thanksgiving? Oh, I don't know. But I don't think we're going to have chocolate mousse tomorrow. We don't have that till Christmas, I think. Oh, all right. <laughs> Apple pie for sure, though. <laughs> Anyway, I'm still not getting over this COVID crap. No, I'm using the word. I don't. No, no, we'll get cut off. Don't, don't use the word. The show communism. Anyway, also, you know, we didn't get any views last week either. Like, like, we didn't get any views. Uh, what do you mean? Our show was not as popular last week as it normally is because our our audience is an entertainment audience. Yeah. So what? So, so it was like we had entertainment on. I know, but uh, we had entertainment on, but I don't think it, they do as well when we don't talk about entertainment things. Well, I mean, the, our guest was very political. Tell him to shut up. What you guys? I got his doll. I got his action figure from License to Kill. And he's, a nice, he's the nicest guy nicest in the world. Nicest guy ever. Jesus, he's a sweetheart of a guy. And I wasn't going to cut him off. Listen, you know, Susan Sarandon just got thrown out of the business practically because of her supporting the Hamas and going against Israel. So if these people can voice their opinion and spread the hate the Jews around, we have people on here that defend the Jews. Not everything has to be the way Biden wants it or Democrats want it. There's another thing called Republicans and there's people middle road that have opinions middle road. Everyone has an opinion, and everyone has the right to their opinion and to voice their opinion in our country where where we are built on freedom of speech. Yes. So, therefore, I am still suffering from COVID, but getting better. Okay, but please don't mention it again. Don't tell me not to mention it because that's censorship and that's common. That's what we have here. I don't want you to do it. (laughs) I don't want – it's not your place to tell me what to do or not to do. I know, but I don't want to get kicked I don't care. I care. I'll, I'll, I'll walk off the show right now. I'll walk and never come back. Well, I, I don't want to have off, a problem. I could walk off the show. Anyway, we're going to get what, off. You think topic. I need this? I make so much money. I know, but let's go. Let's make it happy now because we've got a really big he show. He doesn't even pay me. For 19 <laughs> years, I've worked for free. Not 19. 14 years. I don't many fucking years. It 10. Is. 10 years. <laughs> I worked for free. Who, who out there would work for free for 10 years? They would love to be on this show. Everybody well, would love to be on this I'll gladly leave and let them handle it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we've got to fight to save freedom of speech. We have to. It's, it's who we are. We don't want to become like those other countries that they're afraid to do anything because the government's watching them and will punish them. God forbid I ever lived under a communist rule. I'd move to Italy. If it happens, it's happening everywhere. No, but I'd move to Italy. Okay. So talk about something fun. I can't. I don't feel good. Oh, that's not good. What am I going to do? I'm a human being, and I'm an actor, and I don't feel good. Sometimes actors don't feel good. You can't be up, oh, up, up, and happy when you don't feel good, when you're suffering from 
a virus. There you go. That's fine. So what's up, B? Claudia just joined us from Germany. Hello, B. I know you're excited for today. Hey, thank you for that nice thing you wrote on my Facebook page. That was very sweet of you. Absolutely. You're great, B. And um, uh, like I said, I know B's excited about our guest, at least our first guest, because she knows who Yeah, is. so I don't have to be demented, outrageous, insane, and wild, because our guest is a very high-end guy. So we're going to make it sophisticated. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. I can't tell you what to do or not to do. <laughs> Turn us off. Do I Actually, our sophisticated shows are doing good. Meanwhile, my nose is running. I have snots falling all over. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in uh, to the show this week. I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, we want to give a shout-out. You know out. they wanted to take Thanksgiving away, the crazy woke people? They said because we enslaved the Indians. I mean, they're out of their minds. Thanksgiving is about giving thanks for where we live, what we have, our freedom of speech, and our freedoms. We have to say tomorrow, thank you, destiny, God, Lord, Jesus, uh, Jehovah, whatever, whoever, whoever you believe in. We have to say thank you for what we've got. Say thank you for breathing. You know how many people are dead? People are going to the cemetery and ask anybody in the grave, would you like to be alive breathing? And everybody that's dead in that cemetery. So thank you for everything will that you've got. Yes. So we have to be thankful for what we've got. No matter how small it is, no matter how problematic it is, be thankful. Because you see, you hear, and you're walking, and you're talking, and you're going to eat an animal tomorrow, a bird. <laughs> All right, you guys, we want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. Um, you can also get us live, obviously, on, on YouTube, on the W4CY TV channel. And uh, that's where we are now. And then we'll go into syndication. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, so we want to thank everybody for tuning in because I think we're, we're, we're coming up on almost 1.2 billion streams. I know, but why didn't people view last week? What are they, nervous? They, they don't want to hear what's going on. You know, people have, there are some intelligent people out there who know what's going on in this country, and they're voicing it. America is starting to wake up, if you notice. Just because you're a Democrat, it doesn't mean you have to approve of Biden. As I've said before, I know many Republicans who do not like Trump. So just because you're a Republican or a Democrat doesn't mean you have to admire or love or respect or think they're fabulous, the people that you've elected in or others have elected. Uh, that's in. true. You know, Democrats 100%. are a lovely people. I know so many Democrats that are the nicest people in the world. And I know Republicans that are nice people also. So there's no such thing as bad Republicans or bad Democrats. They're bad people. people. They're Americans. They're our neighbors. They're the people we work for and with. <laughs> so you ready? For our I'm not done with my speech. They fly oh. our airplanes. They are in the hospitals making us better, operating on us. They, we don't ask the doctor, are you a Republican or a Democrat when he's about to do open heart surgery? We just say, doc, thank you so much. You did a good job and I'm alive. So people stop with this crap hating and boycotting. Let's go back to being like we used to be. Live and let live. Let everybody do their thing. If it floats your boat, do it. 
I mean, I'm so sick of this restriction shit. So we want to thank BB Claudia saying she's grateful for all of us on Thanksgiving. Be so grateful for your son that he's a well and he's with you. And those are the things because you know what? Life is short. No, not life. Israel right now. People are dying. They're not eating Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. They don't have food. They're, they're lucky they're breathing. They're fitting in a bullet in the head. So let's all be thankful that we're here in America, safe and sound, and that we don't have bombs flying over our heads and we don't see people being massacred. Be grateful, everyone, please. You ready? I'm ready now. My speech is over. All right. So, you guys, I am super, super duper excited about this guest. Um, Jimmy told me about him. I, I am so excited about him. Uh, I've been a big fan for a very long time. He's a superstar in the world of music. Let's go ahead and bring him on, everybody. Bring him on, Juan. Hey. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Oh, my God. We know who we did. You just what? freaked You freaked me out. You look like my friend in New York, Ike. Is that not Ike's double? You a little bit, except for... Twin brother, Ike. Ike really? Is- I guess is an actor. What does he do? He's a comedian. Comedian. And <laughs> anyway, oh, hold on. Look like I want to make sure I can hear him. So say something. Let's make sure we can hear, and then I'm going to do an intro for you. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, I'm super so, excited. So can we tell you? Now wait a second. I want to do an intro. Oh, this is a big show. This show can get 20 million plays. I'm telling you, this guy is this guy is so awesome. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Reigned as one of the most successful creative forces in music for the last 40 years with over 80 top 10, 40 singles. His songs have sold over 300 million albums. Desmond Child, hello. So big deal. <laughs> Can you cook? You I don't. I don't. Uh, okay, so you're not such a big deal because you can't cook. So what? So you wrote about a million fabulous songs and you're so popular and famous and rich. Who cares? Can you make a nice pasta? (laughs) I can. I can. If I'm really hungry, I can do it. And no one's around to do it for me. Like Jimmy. So I want to like, I'm going to start this off. Oh, yeah, I eat anything because I'm like, (laughs) I eat terrible. So first of all, I went to school at University of Florida. I know you're from Gainesville. I I believe at least that you're from Gainesville, Florida. And, my favorite place. and I, I know that you've written all these great songs for everybody. And you have a new book that we're going to talk about in a minute. But I originally found out about who you were because I bought Discipline back in the day. I didn't have any idea who you were. I only bought it for the album cover because you were so gorgeous on the album cover with the long hair and everything hanging out. You're such a fan. And, uh, <laughs> and so so I bought the album. And I want to tell you that... that uh, I think, and, and this is my own personal opinion, but uh, I have a thing about ballads, you know, like, because, you know, you, you can auto-tune uh, a dance song. You can auto-tune a lot of things, but you really can't auto-tune a, a, a ballad. You have to actually be able to sing. And I think that the story of my life is in the top five greatest ballads that have ever been recorded in history. And I have 25,000 songs on my iPod. Speed um, it up. Speed no, it. just not. You, 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 this is me. This is for me now. This is my conversation now. So I think it's one of the greatest songs ever. I think the album is terrific. It had three songs that I love to death on it. Um, actually, everybody wants to know what I want to know because this is I my know, favorite. To the point. Point. I am getting to the point. I'm telling them I think it's the greatest freaking like Mary. I think it's the greatest love song, ballad song that's ever been written in history. And I just want to. 
like say something about the song a little bit for people because everybody in the town agrees with me. Well, I co-wrote it with Diane Warren. And well, what song? You're the story of my life. It's called You're the Story of My Life. And uh, it is one of my favorite songs. And, um, you know, I, I'm surprised it hasn't been cut by other people because it I is a really so. great song. I am too. Oh, that's funny. And well, so, send it to me. I'll do it. We're gonna. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I think it's one of the greatest. You have. I think on on that the album. Story of my uh, love. Love on, the, love on the rooftops, and I don't want to be your friend. Those three I listen to all the time. Like even coming on the show because I just like those songs a lot. So did you kiss the album cover? No. No, I didn't buy it because I like I only like older guys. So when you put that album out, you would not have been okay. My husband then was fifty three, and I was like twenty something. Uh, that's not me. That's, that's, that's a different one. That's the one before me. <laughs> yeah. the one that he dumped for me. Yes, <laughs> but so in the, real quick, so we have a, a bunch of people joining us in the chat room, and we have one fan slash friend, and her name is B Claudia. She's from Germany. And she's super excited because she loves all of our musical guests. And she was sending me messages all week. And she made the beautiful promos for us. So just say hi to B. Claudia so she can. Hi. How are you, B? How are you doing? <laughs> now let's get to know you. Where are you from? Well, I was born in Gainesville, Florida. And then uh, after my parents separated, we moved down to Miami where all my relatives started because my mother was Cuban. And so, um, you know, we lived in the projects of Liberty City in Florida. And uh, my mom was a songwriter and a poet, and she worked at Burger King. And we ate soggy Whoppers for dinner. And um, I, just made, I just put in my mind that I was going to make it big so I could take care of my mom. And it came to be. Good for you. Are, you, beautiful. are you Jewish? No, I'm not Jewish, but I have a lot of Jewish... Uh, friends and relatives also. In Israel, yes. Uh, you actually live in Nashville now, right? In Nashville, yes. My husband and I live in Nashville. Our, our kids grew up and they're living in New York. Twin sons, Roman and New York. Back it up, Desmond. Back it up. You have kids growing up and living in New York? Yeah. How old are your kids? He's, Shut up. They're 21. They're 21. In I fact, got, uh, you look great. You there's look a documentary. Good. There's a documentary about the making of our family called Two T W O, the story of Roman and Nero, and Y R O. Wait, are we allowed to sell, tell people how old you are? Because I I looked it up. Yeah, I just turned seventy. Oh my god. <laughs> You know what? You and I have to be like spokespersons. I'm 83, and you're 70. We do not look it. You don't look 70. Say I don't look 82. I've got to punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah. I, 70, is, 70, 70 is the new 70. That's right. Right, And 83 <laughs> is the new 50. <laughs> so, I like it. So um, I managed to graduate from uh, NYU, where my sons are graduating this year. And I had a group called Desmond Child and Rouge. And I sang with three girls in the cabarets of New York, including Reno Sweeney, the legendary Reno Sweeney, where we got signed to Capitol Records. And we made two albums there in 1979. We even became the musical guests on Saturday Night Live. 
big deal. That was a big deal. And the girls I sang with uh, were with Gilda Radner on Broadway. Remember uh, Live from New York? Uh, Gilda yeah. Live from New York. They were the foils. They sang backups and they did um, all this kind of comedy sketching. And then um, one of the girls in the group was my girlfriend for four years. And we formed the group together. And that's when I discovered I was more gay than I was bi. And so we couldn't stay together. And so... Okay, then bye. Because I read that. I saw. I read that. That like you. Uh, I think your second album or in there like a song or something on the second album you guys did that was like your coming out song. Yeah, but nobody nobody cared. It's called. <laughs> the, it was truth. The truth comes out, and um, where I pretty much lay it out on, on the line. But you know, at that time we didn't have a record company that actually understood us or or cared, and it was also. The death of disco that year. Ron loved disco. I love disco. And these uh, you know, kind of uh proud um guys, <laughs> I, I wouldn't call them boys, uh, they um decided to burn all the disco records because uh gay people love disco. So then music them. hang on, hang on, Re redo that. They burned all the records for what reason? Because gay people like disco and they and who the fuck did this? <laughs> These Midwestern guys out of Chicago, and that was the end of disco. Like there's a whole movie about it, uh, by the B about the Bee Gees called How Do You Mend a Broken Heart? And 1979 was the cutoff of all the fun. And well, who were, these, who were these guys in Chicago? Wise guys? There were some DJs. Why you know they're real tough guys, and all they cared about was rock. So the whole shift of music went rock. And so in order to survive, I went with it. And I co-wrote a big song with Kiss that year uh, called I Was Made for Loving You. You know I that one? I know every... Uh, I, I, also, almost everybody that you've worked with, uh, like I've owned albums from, I even have like 24-inch Kiss uh, dolls and each one sings a different song. Each one sings a different song. Are, are they well? Are they anatomically correct? Um, well, not. I don't. I've never pulled the pants off of them, so I'm not sure. Well, but they have know. bulges. <laughs> but I think it's freaking. I feel like dolls and action figures and stuff. So I've got tons of them. But those are one of my prized possessions because they're worth a lot of money and they're like two feet tall. Each one of them has their own little mountain that they stand on. But you know what? There's been disco never went away. It changed. It became club because if you listen yeah, to the yeah, beat, it, yeah, it became dance music beat. and all of that. Let's, let's do the club beat. Boom, 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 boom. That's a disco dance beat. I'm a dancer, right. so I know. If you dance disco, you dance club. They just changed it. So fuck right. you. But once they decided to burn. Radio, radio yeah. would not play um, our kind of music. Yes. So. so then it, the the world became you know all hard rock Bon Jovi Aerosmith you know and all of that for all of them I rode the wave of that with you know big songs with Bon Jovi living on a prayer I knew Bon Jovi hmm? I knew him isn't that the one the little blonde kid Bon Jovi the blonde kid yeah. he was he would have been a blonde kid back yeah, then I, yeah. I knew his mother very well <laughs> yeah she was a Playboy bunny. 
We have a beautiful mother. He has a cousin who I think is his mother was gorgeous. He has a cousin who's estranged, who I think is a music producer and was in in Florida. His his mother was having an affair with my friend who was married. (laughs) Anyway. So wait, was Kid so your very dead, first? Dead now, so Bon Jovi's not dead. Oh, your friend. No, is dead. my Lee okay. Oh, okay. So wait, was, so was Kiss the very first super like big huge hit you had was with Kiss? Yes, and uh, my group Desmond Child and Rouge had a a dance hit called "Our Love Is Insane" that was yes. popular on the dance charts. We still, you know, we if you go to Desmond Child and Rouge. On you know at Desmond Child and Rouge on Instagram, you will find Desmond Child and Rouge there, kind of frozen in time. There's not one picture after 1979, but we still go. We're still making music, and right now we're doing an album of a tribute album to Laura Nero. Who was so, Laura Nero, that's Nero. awesome. Laura Nero. Yeah, and my son's name is Nero. Okay. One of them's Roman and one of them's near. I follow you on Instagram, so it used to be able. They used they used to be on there with you more often. <laughs> yeah, but then we got a um, head of, kids head of uh, promotion or whatever, a head of content and everything, and Haretzi, and uh, she said, "No, nah, nobody cares about your kids. Stop putting them on the on one." So. Oh, I liked it because it kind of like showed your whole like life, you know. And I thought it was kind of cool. That's what I said. That's I mean, you what I said. I'm proud of my our our LGBT family. I and thought it was terrific. So are you are your sons going into music also? They're going into law. Looks like oh. they're going into law. So uh, may, maybe entertainment law. So yesterday, Nero found out that he got hired to be a paralegal at this big firm in New York, and um, you know that's like big deal, very big deal, and you know so they'll both be lawyers. And either they'll really defend me or they'll sue me. <laughs> so wait, I want to do some bragging for you real quick, just for people who are tuning in, in if, if anybody didn't know who you were. Um, so you guys, here's some of the people that, uh, some of the people, there's so many of them. It's not, you're, you know, that you got like one of the biggest Wikipedia pages ever. It's like 50 pages long. But here's people, everybody will know of songs that, that uh, Desmond Child has worked on, you guys. So we'll start off with Aerosmith, Dude Looks Like a Lady, David Archuleta, Clay Aiken, Anna Motion, Sebastian Bach. We met him at a party recently. Jimmy Barnes, Michael Bolton, which I love Michael Bolton. Bon Jovi, Boyzone, Cher, Chicago, Kelly Clarkson, Alice Cooper, D-Side. I don't know if anybody else knows D-Side, but I'm a huge boy band fan, so I love D-Side. Uh, Diane Picarno, <laughs> Hillary Duff, Holly Oates, Selena Gomez, Ace Fraley, Hanson. I also love Weird. I love Hanson. NXS, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, the Jonas Brothers, Lindsay Lohan, Kiss, Ricky Martin, uh, Jesse McCartney. But by the way, you guys, I think it's Ricky Martin's probably two biggest hits, Living La Vida Loca and She Bangs. Meatloaf, Vince Neil, O-Town, Play, Katy Perry, China Phillips, Rat, Leanne Rhymes, Roxette, Richie Sambora, Josh Stone used to shop at my clothing store, Shakira, The Scorpions, Barbara Streisand, Bonnie Tyler, Carrie Underwood, John Waite, Robbie Williams, Ace Young, Zed. And why not just say everybody? Almost every major hit in the in the planet. Which I, I have a new one. I have a new one out. Dolly Parton. Oh, that recorded my song uh, first time. Uh, I hate myself for loving you, and it's a duet with my co-writer Joan Jett. There you well, go. That's awesome. That's got to be a big on her new album called Rockstar. So oh, I'm very, very excited about that. 
Yeah, you should. Did you ever do anything for Lita Ford? Did you ever do anything with Lita Ford? No, I never. I never got into the Lita Ford business. Oh, did you ever do anything with Johnny Mathis? No, I've been dying to. And my my uh, friend Jay Landers, executive, produced his albums, and uh, he didn't get me in there. And he's the one I work with with Barbara Streisand. That's his Ron's favorite. Ron's favorite. And, I, and I've met Johnny, is Johnny about, about three or four times, and I've been in his company. He is the nicest guy you ever will meet in our business. He love is him. absolutely a sweetheart. You will love him. Two minutes with him, you'll love him. And I haven't, you know, it's like, I guess I, you know, there's only so many, you know, hours in the day, I guess. But I'm a, I'm a hard worker. I work through the weekends. I don't care. If Diane Warren is at her office, the lights are on, I better be. <laughs> I think Johnny Mantis would be thrilled to sing your music. I think so, too. <coughs> but he just made a beautiful album, and I didn't get on it. Do you have to pitch yourself? You don't really have to pitch yourself, right? Oh, yeah. you are, do you? Fuck yeah. Yes. I'm constantly, you know, uh, pitching songs. And, um, you know, I have, um, you know, a song on a new art, new artist. Well, she's not so new, but she was a child star. She's only 20 years old. And her name is Jojo Siwa. Yeah, I know who she is. And this was a song that we had written for Miley Cyrus many years ago. And Miley came in kind of half-heartedly sang it. And so she never put it on a record. So then we pitched it to Jojo Siwa and turns out, you know, Miley considers herself a co-writer on this song. So her name will be on the song. And that's coming out uh, very soon. You know, that song is called Karma's a Bitch. What is it? Karma's a bitch. <laughs> I actually like Miley Cyrus a lot. I actually like. I, I like. Actually, I like Miley Cyrus a really lot. JoJo, I, I don't know that many of that much of her music. Um, well, she, she's going to be huge. She's an incredible dancer. She was yeah. on Dancing with the Stars. She danced with a woman. She's a, um, a lesbian. She's out, and she's just absolutely gorgeous. You know, she's got the most beautiful face and blue eyes and smile. And she's also huge in social media. Like, I, I always follow all the people who are really, really big. Yeah, you what's know, your opinion media? about all the gay people coming out and uh, guys dancing with guys and, like you said, girls with girls? Do you think the world accepts it truly or are they just making believe because it's the thing that's in? Do you think they still harbor their hatred for gay people? Well, yes. <laughs> I, I find that they still look at Jimmy and I as odd, the odd couple. We're, we're not really accepted as a couple. We're accepted as some kind of, uh, what are we accepted as? Just kind of like fucked up, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it, it's not, listen, I was married for 16 years to a woman. So I know what it's like to be a husband and have a wife. And I know what it was like to have two children and to live on Long Island in a straight community and how to be accepted. Now, being married to a man, I don't find that at all the same. No, it's right? not. Have you been watching fellow travelers? No, we no. went to the premium. That's the sexiest thing I've ever seen. Matt Bomer is just killing it in that show. And they're, they're in the McCarthy period, the Lavender Scare, and they go back and forth between 1986 
when AIDS was at its height and back, the back and the forth, and the way that people had to like hide their who they were and everything, it's heart wrenching. But there's the relationship between him and Jamie, uh, the guy from uh, Bridgerton. Yeah, oh my God. that's like the sexiest sex scenes I've ever seen. In you know, other than well, actually, yes. When you were 18, were you out? Well, I was to my friends and everything, but then I went back I mean, in the closet. Did you go to gay bars and hang out oh, with gay Oh, yeah. Yeah. In well, Miami, yeah. You know what it was like. I remember, I'm 83, so let's go back to 1955, okay? Being gay was, you just didn't say it. You hit it with all your might. You did. You you brought home girlfriends with lesbians and make believe they was you were straight. You couldn't that's, you couldn't tell your boss you were gay unless you were a hairdresser. <clears throat> that's you what fellow travelers is all about. It's unbelievably well done. We actually got invited to the premiere for that, so we, we went were. to the premiere we party for that in L.A. because <clears throat> we're in Palm Springs, California. But oh, we, we just we just bought a house in Palm Springs. We built one. Oh, good for you. You know we're, we're you know where Messina is? Yes. Near the airport? That's we live in there. Oh, cool. Where does he live? By the airport. He's Asina. Asina. Don't, don't say it. People will come and bust your child. <laughs> we keep it a secret. Yeah, we know where it is. We drive by it like all the time. You you're, have to you're, drive. you're not even 10 minutes from where we Wait a second. Have you been to the Paul Bar? Paul? No. Paul Bar? No. Oh, oh my God. It's the best know. restaurant. It's right near Asina. And this guy, Paul, has this little hole in the wall in a strip joint mall, right? And you go there, there's lines to get in. And he's only open like Wednesday through Sunday. And it's the best food ever. And you walk in, you feel like you're in New York. And it's like this big, like, oh, it's just so good. It's I know. It's Go out there. We go to LA a lot. Paul Bar PS. Just okay. Um, we'll look at see. Okay, so um, so I have a question. So wait a minute. Are you, do you know about Palm Springs? You know anything about it? Well, yeah, I've been coming for years, and now we finally our friends all moved there. You know this kind of gay wave. Uh, you know to get out of hundred to twenty in the summer. <laughs> oh yeah, we went there in August to start moving our stuff in. It was hot, but I don't care. And you know, sand is all over your house. What do I care? It's hot as I love hot. I don't I care. Too. But the sand is all I'm over. Your house. I'm turned into this little old man that's cold all the time. Oh. So, he's like that too. Oh, I'm always. <laughs> he's always cold. When it's 120, everybody's dropping dead, and I'm walking around comfortable. <laughs> Okay, so like right now it's freezing here. It was 62 last night. Oh, it was 53 this morning. When we I had to put heat on. In in Palm Springs? Yeah. Froze yeah. my balls off. <laughs> Very cold. Oh, this is Astro. Say hi to Astro. <laughs> even, oh even Astro, who sleeps in bed with us, he went under the covers. All right, so let's, let's tell everybody. So you have a brand new book. It just came out. It's called Living on a Prayer, Big Songs, Big Life. Tell us what do we expect from the book. And um, Well, uh, I... It took seven years to write it and, um, you know, a whole lifetime to live it. And basically it became like a seven year jailhouse confession. 
it's a real reckoning because my co-writer David Ritz, um, he just got the truth out of me in every direction, and I just went with the flow because I wanted my sons to someday open the book and read it and get to know me. I may not be around then, but um, I don't want to just be daddy with the open check checkbook, you know. I read that someplace online. I read that you had said that someplace online. I was going to bring that up, so you brought it up. You, you, I love the way you have, you have like no secrets. Like everything is an open book is a very cool thing. About yeah. About his and, whole life, because I've read all kinds of stuff. Like you weren't you you were in a cult for a while because you didn't yeah. have a lot of confidence in yourself. You got yourself out of it. Um, what kind of cult? It was like a mind control cult. You know, it's it was very small though. There was one guy, and he really had a grip on us. You know, like he was awful. I wonder and, how people got hooked on he, that. He was like, you know, had these kind of. He was from Texas and had a little bit that swag, and he he, you know, he had these blue eyes and like Jesus kind of feeling around him. A very clean cut though. We all had to look exactly like him. It was terrible. It was terrible, <laughs> diminishing experience. to go fuck himself real quick. <laughs> Well, he's dead now. I have, I can't say. How old were you? How old were you when that happened? I was in my um, late twenties into my, you know, early thirties, and then when I got out of it after four years, and I lost like so much money to it, um, I met my husband Curtis, and he's the one that saved me. And you know, how long have you and Curtis been together? Yeah, uh, thirty-three years. Uh, he, he was, uh, you know, imagine Brad Pitt, but better looking. That's awesome. And he had the blonde hair, you know, down the side. And he was a maitre d' at a restaurant. And I went by the restaurant it was called Coastal on Amsterdam, New York, behind Beacon the uh, Theater. Where, where is Beacon Theater in New York? Behind the what year? This is 1989. I, I think I might have been this. Okay. And I, 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 and I saw him in the window. I said, I want one of those. And so um, I, w I went in and tried to get in and he like shoot us away. I came back with my assistant the next night and uh, we got in there early and sat down and, and, you know, I told my assistant, I want to come sit, sit with us is my assistant, Michael. And, um, you know, they were like chatting away. And then the next day I had Michael call him uh to go on a date but with me oh, and uh call him? you had your assistant call him yeah i was too shy <laughs> i, I would have told you to go screw yourself <laughs> hey he fell for it and uh we've been together ever since so that's beautiful though that's, 33 that's years great. or 30 that's a long time you know to be I, I, any I, I was together for 46 years with my first husband but he passed away from pancreatic cancer Oh, and he was 60. And then this one picked me up in the mall like I was under the tramp and treated me like I was some kind of tramp. And I just looked at him and I did. He said to me, you're the most gorgeous man in the mall. I said, get the fuck out of here. I did. And then he followed me around. And my friends from Brooklyn were down in Florida at the time. This was in Florida. So I called one of my friends up. I said, I think I got some nut following me. Yeah, to see what he looked like. He was a rocker. He had 50 earrings, long hair, ripped jeans with his underwear showing, turned up shoes like Aladdin, some kind of a weird shirt that he designed because he was designing. I was a clothing designer clothing for many designer, years. And I, and I thought he was crazy. 
just, and first of all, I got mad. Like, what made him think I was gay that he came up to me? You know, what if I was a straight guy and I punch him in the face? <laughs> so it began. I was a clothing, I was a clothing designer for many years, and I dressed all kinds of like cool, like rock, you know, types of people. But you were freaky. Steven Tyler shopped in my store. You know, and I didn't find all kinds of people shopped in my store. I didn't like him, and he kept pursuing me and pursuing me for, for, for always. Like Where was things. your store, Jimmy? It was in Fort Lauderdale. I, I, I was born in Miami, and I uh, lived in Fort Lauderdale for or South Florida for like forty-eight yeah. years. I, I went to uh, Nautilus and Beach High. Yes. Okay. We met in town center. I met him in the Boca Mall, is where I tried to pick him up in the Boca Mall uh, back in the day. You didn't pick me up. You tried I tried to, tried to pick you up in the Boca Mall. Anyway, so hold on. So first of all, you guys, the name of the book is Living on a Prayer, Big Songs, Big Life. I think that if you go to desmondchild.com, and I'm guessing here, that you can get an autographed copy, right? If you want an autographed copy? Yeah, I think, uh, if yeah, you can also get go to my link on Instagram, desmond.child, and you can hook up with, you know, autograph, not autograph, whatever you want. We got it. And uh, hopefully in a few months, I'll have an audio book too. Uh, oh, Right, uh, doing the audiobook is harder than writing the book. Yes, I know. I saw. I, I still can't believe you're seventy. Yeah, but then I, you're all hidden. The beard oh, hides you. Oh. The glasses and that. He's all tatted up. <laughs> what is that? Do you have hair still, or you don't have hair? Well, I got it clipped short. You know. Okay. It's, Wait, not, you look it's cool. not all gone. It's not all gone. No, I want to know what you look like. You look a little like Paul Mitchell. <laughs> Oh, okay. This way, if, Very I, good. if I see you in the street, I can say hello. <laughs> but now I know what you look like. So, you guys, if you want to follow you know, Desmond, we're bound to me. You want? You want to run into each other? Follow Desmond, you guys, on Instagram. It's Desmond.child. His website is Desmondchild.com. His Twitter is at Desmondchild. Um, uh, so out of all the people that, is there anybody that, uh, let, let's say if you could have written a song for anybody in history that you haven't written one for since there's like 500 people on your list. You know, alive or dead? Alive or dead? Uh, give me an alive and a dead. Who would you have liked to have written a song for? George Michael, oh, who I met in a shower at the Beverly Hot Springs. <laughs> yep. It was just a two. She got around that queen. That queen and, got around. Uh, I walked into that shower and I saw like this guy bending over to get the soap, and I never saw a hairier butt. I gotta say. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like he stands up and he and he looks at me, and I go hello, and he goes hello, you know, kind of like, like don't talk to me. Oh, and oh. I said, well, I'm Desmond Child. Oh, Desmond Child. Blah, blah, blah. So we went back and forth to the soaking tub and back and forth, back and forth. But a funny one was my friend Michael had met him in that same place in the steam room. And so, uh, you know, Michael was in there and then, you know, George went in there and, uh, you know, with the towel on and then kind of giving him the look, you know, kind of like whatever, you know, all those signs, like maybe something could happen. And so, um, um, and so, you know, George says, my name's George. And then my friend Michael says, Michael, he goes, I know my own last name. <laughs> my name is Michael. You know, it was like so pretentious, right? He doesn't see beyond himself. I peed next, or actually, I was peeing in the Beverly Hills Hotel, 
And Warren Beatty came and peed right next to me. And I never looked. So every queen I know said, and you didn't look? What's wrong with you? I said, I wouldn't look. I wouldn't do that. But I should have looked. I, so I, I, would, I, would, have looked. I would have looked. I would have looked, yes. I just, you know, I just felt that, no, I didn't do that. The bathroom was a private place. We were at a movie, we were at a movie premiere in, in uh, Hollywood. And um, I don't know if you know who Richard Gere is. I was a huge Booker fan back in the day. And Richard Gere was peeing. And Ron went up next to him. And no, 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 no. I was peeing. He came next to me and started okay. peeing. And I said to him, hi, Rich, do you want to be on our TV show? And I was plugging the whole show while we were being. And he thought I was totally crazy. But I did have it. He thought I was trying to pick him up. But we did have, we became really good friends. He's yeah. been on the show a million so times. So we laugh all the time about it. I, I am my pee partner. I said, you really thought I was trying to pick you up? What kind of approach would that be? If I were trying to pick you up, I would have looked and said, maybe, let's go. <laughs> so wait a second, you gave, me a, you gave me a just get out further. That's right. No, I would have said maybe if you're lucky. You gave us a deceased who's someone who's still living that you would love to do a song with. Oh my God. You can give I me a say, I, I can say it really quick. Adele. Absolutely. Smith. Troy Sivan. Have you he's seen his new video? Yeah. Oh my God. And the song is so good. Who was the second one? You said the you said Adele and then it cut off. Um I said uh, Sam Smith. Okay. Yeah, Desmond, what song did you do for sure? I okay. did a few songs, just Who? like Jesse, just, oh, just like Jesse James. James. Okay. And also, We All Sleep Alone. Great song. And a bunch of other songs. Uh, you know, I was kind of doing a bunch, the first two albums, before, you know, when she came back to music. And I sent her a new song. Uh, recently, and she came back with, I like it. She still sings? Yes. Oh, my God. She has a Christmas album that is so, so good. She has never sung better. She just came out. I, 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 I did stand-up for years, nightclub stand-up for, for 46 years. I sang. I did drag. I was Jane Russell, very famous in New York, Ron Russell as Jane Russell. And now I can't sing anymore. At 83, my voice has changed. It's gotten husky and weird. Not Cher. Better than ever. I don't know how she did it, but she sang. I, I listened to this Christmas record. It was like, oh, my God. I mean, she just, like, came to life in a way that, she, you know. Maybe they're doing it electrically, electronically. No. Uh-uh. She really sang, and she has a lot of pride in it, you know, that, that she did. And, I mean, she, I, and, she said, and she said, I don't know how all of a sudden I'm singing great now. I don't know why. You know, she just has no no reason for it. And it just, it was so good. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that I can, uh, you know, produce the song she said she liked for her next record. Good for you. you know what? I asked Johnny Mantis that. We were up at this easy, um golf club up in uh, Simi Valley. And it was at lunch, you know, at the, at the clubhouse. And I said to Johnny, I said, why is it your voice has changed very, very little, which it has very little. He said, because Ron, I never shouted, I sang. That Janice Joplin today, if she were alive, probably would be. Uh, 
because she never sang, she shouted. So I think that Cher, with that lovely husky voice, never shouted. She sang. No, that's true. And one of the things she told me, I asked her, well, who's your greatest influence? She said, Elvis Presley. Wow. And so if you listen to the way she sings with this like a uh, kind of sound, it's really influenced by Elvis. Isn't that cool? It is. You hear that? Whoa, 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 whoa. So wait, I have a question. What are some? Do you have? What are some of your favorite songs or favorite artists that you did not write the songs for? And, uh, well, and who kind of was like an influence for you growing up when you're thinking, okay, I'm going to. How about Peggy Lee? Singer. How about Peggy Lee? Who's better than Peggy Lee? No one. And my my great great friends, um, Lieber and Stoller, you know, wrote those songs for her. If that's all there is, if that's all there is, if that's all there is, I mean, it's such a genius song, and it was part of a, a song cycle, and uh, that was that was one of the songs, and it kind of like stood out, became a big hit for her. One of my greatest disappointments in life, I was best friends with Jane Russell, you know, the movie actress, and she was best friends with Peggy Lee. And I'm driving with Jane on the freeway. <clears throat> and Jane said, oh, up that hill is where Peggy Lee lived. And I said, you knew Peggy Lee? She said, yes. I said, oh, my God, Jane, I met him. I adore her. I, 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 I worship her. And Jane said, oh, well, she probably would have liked you a lot, too. I said, what do you mean? Like, I could have met her? But Jane said, yeah, definitely. We were best friends. But she had passed away. So I just looked at Jane and I said, this is probably the most terrible day I've had in a long time because I can't believe that I could have met Peggy Lee. And Jane repeated, she said, yeah, she would have loved you because you're crazy. Oh, wait, wait, finish. Wait, now I forgot. What was the question I had? Well, finish the answer to the question. Older. I know. I'm I got to get a young one. No, because I wanted to ask you. You got a young one. No, wait, I was going to say, because like you've worked with, I mean, it's not like you work with a few big people. Do you work with the biggest star on the planet? So do you get starstruck? Is there anybody that you meet and you're like, like that that you actually could because you're a star and you know so many stars, do you get starstruck no. or no? No. No. I no. mean, honestly, no. Because no, I didn't get any bigger. Because, because I grew up, you know, with a star in our family. My uncle had uh, married one of the biggest stars of Cuba. And she was always, you know, coming and going, you know, to save money, they would stay with us in our ghetto house. But anyway, I mean, her name was Olga Guillot. And there's even a part of 8th Street in Miami called Olga Guillot Boulevard. And she made 87 albums in her 87 years of life. Wow. And um, my mother actually got one of her songs finally cut on her last record called Doña Tristeza. Anyway... She was a big star, and we'd see her on TV, and then we'd see her in our house, and it was kind of like, where are those people? And, yeah. you know, also, if you let yourself be, buy into the, the image, you can't help them. Right. You know, my job is to get them real and get them to really stop, let go of what made them famous and start looking at what's going to be the next turn, the next thing that's going to help them move forward because nobody wants to hear the same song over and over again. And that's when starts go. Yes. Go downhill. 
downhill but, when they drop either. No, I don't get stage struck. He only him. has ever got stage struck once. I was friends with Betty Davis. Betty Davis bought a toilet seat from my store. I had designed by Wall Illusion on Robertson Boulevard. And Betty came in looking for wallpaper for her toilet in her house. I'm not lying, in Hagenhurst. And I said, you know, this vinyl wall covering also goes over a padded toilet seat. She said, what does that mean? So I showed her a sample of a toilet seat with the vinyl wallpaper and how soft it was. And she squeezed it and she said, that would be divine. She said, I could read my scripts in comfort. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Betty and I became buddies for something else before that. And she invited me to a party. Actually, Lee Winkler did. And I went to a party in her apartment. And her apartment number was 4F. <laughs> so I had to make a crack about that. And I said, Betty, how appropriate, four bucks. She said, exactly, darling. And then I remember her smoking a cigarette and drinking scotch at the same time. And I said to her, I've never seen anybody do that. How do you swallow scotch with soap, with smoke in your mouth? She said, it isn't easy, but I do it. It isn't easy. <laughs> then we went to lunch with a bunch of uh, producers and executives who went to La Moustache in Beverly Hills. And nobody recognized her because she had a sailor hat on and big sunglasses like you and no lipstick. After lunch, she got a lipstick and went like this. <laughs> and there the lips were. And she put her hand up and she said to the waiter, more coffee, please. Well, the queens all right away knew it was Betty Davis because of the voice. So all the queens came rushing over. Oh, Miss Davis, I love you. I adore you. Oh, Miss Davis, she said, of course you do. Of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> that was Betty. She was a riot. A lot of fun. Anyway, yes, getting back to that. No, once you've met the biggest and the best, you don't, and you're in the business, you don't get taken. But people ask me that question all the time. What was it like when Jane was? The easiest way to get sunk, you know, in a project is to, to idolize the star. And one of the things that I've realized is stars only shine because we give them the light to shine with. So they hold a mirror up. And if all these people, you know, a stadium full of people are adoring and shining their light on them, then they, they glow. As soon as they stop delivering, those lights stop shutting down one by one by one by one by one. And then they're no longer stars. So the stars doesn't come from inside that person. That bright light, it comes from us. That's what I truly believe. You've worked with some people that are so, like, I'm a oh, big fan. Hang on. I just wanted to continue. Listen, you can have it. The only person I ever got excited about where I showed excitement was when I met Sister Sledge at an event. Only because that song meant so much to gay people we at the family. time. We are family. Hugged and, I'm going to cry. I hugged and I kissed her and I said, thank you so much for our song because it held us all together <clears throat> when a friend died of AIDS and we went to the funeral. And sometimes they would play that song in the background. We are family. Remember that. We have to unite and bond. So we became dear friends and I love her and I I still see her from time to time. And she's one of the nicest people in the world. One of the nicest I've ever met. You know who I'm talking about. Do you, do you guys want to meet my husband, Curtis? 
Yeah, Curtis, come on in. Desmond, did you ever write music for Kathy Sledge? Sister Sledge. No. Oh, no. Right before. She still sings. Curtis, come on in. Let's see you. And she's such a, a she's such an honor to the gay community, Kathy Sledge. Oh, he is cute. Listen, what are you oh, doing? Hi. What are you doing, Larry? <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Are you guys in Tennessee hey. right now? No, what? No, we're in Columbia, Missouri, at his uh, mom's family's uh, reunion. Oh, for Thanksgiving and reunion. So, what's it like being married to Desmond? It's got to be a bitch, right? <laughs> well, he's a quadruple Scorpio, so let's just start. Oh there. no! Oh no! No! Oh my God! He's a Scorpio too, so. Oh, oh we have our ups and downs, but mostly oh, up. Downs. There you go. Good for you. I mean, it's who, very nice to who, see. Who, who stabs who first? <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice to see you. I hope you guys very have nice. a wonderful Thanksgiving. And listen, I hope we run into each other in Palm Springs. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. That'd I want to take them to Paul Bar. They would love it. Oh, you would love it. Oh, my God. So we'll be back there after, Ju uh, December, after Christmas. After December 27th uh, for like a couple of weeks. And I'm going to look you guys up and take you to Paul Bar. Okay. You have to come over to the house. I'll cook an Italian meal for us. Excellent. So we have a lot of celebrity people here. A lot of, uh, well, as you know, if you're familiar with Palm Springs. Yeah, we know everybody. Uh, we fun. have a tremendous uh, group of uh, soap people, mostly soap. Oh, this uh, year I made good friends with Lorna Luft. Oh, uh, I interviewed Lorna. And, and she never been on this show, but Ron used to have a show and she was on his show. Yeah, That's Lorna, awesome. I know Lorna. I like Lorna. I, I, She's adorable. We sat next to each other. Clive Davis' uh, pre-Grammy party, we sat next to each other. And, I mean, that table was like Michael Bolton, Melissa Manchester, Lorna Luft, Soraya Joy, the new jazz singer, and and me. <laughs> and um, we had... Well, Lorna happens to be an excellent performer and an excellent singer that people don't get it. Now, her sister, Liza Minnelli, I do not like. I had an encounter with Liza Minnelli. We won't go into it. It's a long story. I think Liza Minnelli is rude, crude, uncaring, and a snot. How do you know he's not best friends with her? I don't give a shit. Desmond, I said to Lorna Luft, are you close to um, Liza? And you know what she said to me? Well, I call her when she's in Europe, but she doesn't call me back because she said she doesn't know how to use an international phone. So I said, I got it. Lorna is the nice one. Liza is not nice. Trust did me. You, did you ever see the video of Judy singing a, a special song that was written for her called Lorna? Yes. Yes. Is, and, and Lorna was a little girl. And little she, girl. <laughs> And Judy was on the side of the stage and she sang it to her like, and I think she came up and sat on the side of the stage with her and she sang it to her. It's so touching. It's so touching. Well, Lorna, Lorna told me, she said, Ron, I'm a soccer mom. She said, you know, I'm not a celebrity. She lives very, very meekly. Her husband's a piano player and oh, a yeah. songwriter, I think also, isn't he? Yeah. He plays piano and very they live. They live very, very modestly, and they're not Hollywood at all. 
So I have, I have a question. She's a darling girl. I love her. Uh, first of all, my first, before, before I got cut off before, I want to say some of the people that you've worked with didn't become his biggest stars, but like I've always liked them, and I didn't even know you had anything to do with them. I was a huge Mitch Malloy fan when I lived in Florida, um, you know, and, and uh, he's another one I bought because I used to have long hair, and I used to like just people with the long hair if they could sing. It was cool. They look like shit. And, uh, but no, because Mitch Malloy had long blonde hair also. You know, you had long hair, and I just thought he was really cool. Um, but I want to know is so is Michael Bolton was he cool like working with because I love Michael Bolton I've seen him in concert like five times so I thought he was you know, Michael Bolton has a great sense of humor, you know, and so he can also be a tough taskmaster for sure. Oh, I'm sure. And, you know, in our in my book, you know, I talk about a few, you know, kind of like rough moments with Michael, but um, it's all in the book. It's all in the book. So you guys, the book is living on a prayer. Big songs, big life. You can get it at, if you go to Desmond.child on Instagram, you can find the links uh, that you can get all kinds of things. I'm sure it's also available like on Amazon and places you like know, that, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, it's it's everywhere. Everywhere you, you can find a book. Uh, there okay. I am. You know and who lives there's down there's an ebook. There's an ebook too that people can get. Desmond. Yes. On the road from us lives John Barron. You know who he is? He and his husband, they live right there. He has a voice on him that you can't believe. Can he ever sing? John Berman's a, a TV, a huge TV Doctor Who actor. Gorgeous gay, who also performed for the Queen, and he's a big, like, Broadway, British Broadway. What do you, what do you call that? The West End? West End. Big, big West End star. And, and he is so gorgeous. Oh, you should meet him, though. He you has know. the most beautiful blue eyes. <clears throat> he came on our show. We opened the show, and there he is with a blow-up doll, tongue-kissing her. <laughs> we got 10 million plays, so it was good. <laughs> John Barrymore is outrageous. He wears high heels. He's wild. I mean, you'll see him all over Palm Springs. He's just ter terrific, and he's one of our favorite people. And oh, you should get to know him yeah, and his lover. They've been together for a long yeah, time. I, I feel you? really good. You know, we bought this little vacation house. We call it our little Ken and Ken dollhouse. Um, you know, we, we, we built it for ourselves, not like, oh, well, you know, everything we've done before is accommodating the children. This time we just did it for ourselves. So, um, it's, we love it there. It's it taught talk about modest. It really is modest, but, uh, we're right on, on the edge of a golf course. So we have the most beautiful view. And, um, so I feel free. When I'm walking in uh, Palm Springs, I do feel free. Like I am, I'm walking on fr on free in a free country. Yeah, absolutely. Careful, it's not as safe as it used to be. You know, I'm here. I know I know Palm Springs twenty something years, and twenty years ago, Palm Springs was a Shangri-La. It was absolute heaven on earth. There was no place like it. Now we have a lot of crime downtown, a lot of. Uh, Muggings and car, they, you know, jumping in cars. Carjacking. So if you drive a convertible like I do. Be careful. You have to be careful of traffic lights because characters will jump in the car with guns. Last question, because we got to go. and, and uh, but be, be careful. Uh, yeah, just be careful. So uh, new music for oh, you. Wait, 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 hold on. I have my own skincare line. Oh, good. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, tell us about your skincare line. Vita Loca Skin Life. Who? Vita Loca Skin Life. Vita Loca Skin Life. Can you a couple bottles from the, from the bathroom for me? Um, 
And some friends of mine said, we want to make a, a cosmetic line for you. And I said, oh, well, okay. Brad Pitt made one. The only thing is if you use his skincare line, you look like him. You end up looking like him. <laughs> looking like Brad Pitt. What, but, what's your moisturizer like? Oh, it's so light. It's so good. Wait, 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 wait. Because in Palm Springs, you use a lot of moisturizer because of the dry desert. There we go. There we go. Desmond Child, be the skin life, the facial skin life. And there's an oil. There's an oil that goes with it. Wait, I, I don't know how to do this. That's, no, that's fine. And how do people find out about it? Where do they go to find yes, that? So, uh, VitaLocaSkinLife.com. And then you'll read all about it. It's all natural ingredients, no parabens, no preservatives, no nothing. And uh, our slogan is, skin has no gender. And <laughs> it's also he, 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 she, they, them, us. There you go. For everybody. Right. We're sort of doing a soft launch now, and we're hoping that you know people will you know discover it in word of mouth. Uh, but it's I wanted to do something for our community, and um, you know I haven't told Ricky Martin about it yet because yeah. because <laughs> of the name I think right. it's hilarious. I, that's what I thought immediately. Yeah, so, well, you know, when you, you call home, Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee is our is our main. You a know, lot of people we know move there. Yeah, you know, a friend of ours just opened up a studio there. Um, what's the name's husband? Yeah, I know. I can't think of his name. I mean, now that you say it, I can't think. Because well, we only got a second. I just want to say, new music. Uh, do you have new music coming? Uh, your music, not other people's, but you have new. Um, yes. New your I'm, music coming out. Well, I have, um, of course, this Jojo Siwa coming up with Karma's a Bitch, but I have a, um, you know, with Desmond Chandler Rouge, we've been making new music. We just haven't released it all yet, but okay. it's, it's really cool, like modern music. And also we're doing a tribute album uh, now uh, for Laura Nero of Laura Nero's music. Yeah, that's right. I remember you said so that. Oh, okay. it's going to be beautiful voices and just piano, like just piano and like really stripped down, so people can really hear the, how gorgeous our voices are together. So we're working on it, and um, you know, I'm I'm just you know working on my documentary too, my career documentary. So uh -huh. we've we've been what they call banking, doing all these interviews with Paul Stanley, John Stamos. Diane Warren. John uh, Stamos. Yeah, a very close friend of ours. And very so cool. he was sweet enough to do it. Rita Wilson, um, you know, very beautiful friends. And um, next year we'll have a documentary out of my of my career. I mean, it's like this is this is it, reaching that 70 mark, you know. I had to finally start consolidating my legacy. And so, but a lot of opportunities are coming my way. So it's one of those things in music. It doesn't matter everything you did in the past. Really, it doesn't. Nobody cares. And in fact, you're that old guy that did that long ago, right? But that's no, why I don't agree with that. But I, the thing is that every day you wake up, you reinvent yourself. You, get yes. up, you have to start your career over again, almost from scratch. 
in fact, it would be easier if you were starting from scratch because you're only new once, right? Right. No, you're yeah. right. I love it. All but, right, so. but to be a classic is a great honor, and very few are classics like Johnny and Barbara. Uh, they're classic people. They'll be and you and you. You'll you'll be around. Names stay forever if they're important names. I mean, I could throw Joan Crawford, Betty Davis, Clark Gable, and everybody knows them. But I can't talk about the actors of today because we have them on the show. And I say to Jimmy, who is it? I don't know who they are. <laughs> and he said, oh, the most popular actor. This one has got awards. Every I said, who the fuck is it? I ever heard the name. So you know, you know. I have one thing I can brag about. Last year, my, my song, Live in La Vida Loca, was inducted into the Library of Congress registry of recorded music. There you go. That's it. You were and you were inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2008. Yeah. So I, I co-founded the Latin Songwriters Hall of Fame. We're in our 11th year. So I, like I love all that. I'm on the board of ASCAP. So I do all this, uh, you know, work to help, you know, with songwriters rights and, and all of that kind of stuff. And I love it. I love working uh, for ASCAP and uh, representing us. And now we have a big fight on our hands, which is AI. Scary. Yeah, we have that in the acting thing yeah. a lot. I, no, this is really bad because they took all our music off of Spotify. They scraped it, put it into their machine, and then they say, well, it's fair use. But it's not fair use. because It's not because they're charging a subscription price to be able to have access to it. So they're selling our content. And we get we want consent, we want credit, and we want compensation. You should get it. I'm on TikTok a lot, and there's this commercial all the time now where you can use AI to sing people's songs and sound just like them, and and, and you have to pay for the service and stuff. It's it's a terrible. You know, so, the yeah. world is fight that. We got to fight that all the way. Yeah, all the way. We got to go. We got to go. So everybody, there's no problem, guys. Thank you so much. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Listen, we'll see you. We'll see you, see you. Have, a, have a great happy Thanksgiving. The best to your children. Congratulations. We'll see you in Palm Springs. Okay, promise? Absolutely. I've got your phone number and your email, Absolutely. so we're good. Right. Thank you. See you, Desmond. And Curtis. 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 Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, real quick, before we bring on our next guest, I want to play. We have such nice people. I want to play a song real quick. No, we got to go. We're running late here. This is We do have such nice people. Desmond Child is a great people. You guys, 300 million records is no big deal. When you think about it realistically, hardly anybody has been a part of 300 million records. There's probably only 10 people in the world, of which Johnny Mathis and Frank Sinatra would be two of them. So no, he's very a, cool. He's a very, he's a big very deal. important person in the music world. And so this is the, the song, the song that I think is the most romantic, fabulous song ever. It's called You're the Story of My Life. We're gonna play it, and when we get done playing it, we'll be back with our second guest, Stavros Bachas. Enjoy everybody. When I turn back all the pages Of my life through all the stages It's been you through all the changes I've been through 
It was always you there to make me be strong and in helping me to hold on through it all. It was your love that got me through the night. No one's ever known me better, baby, through your eyes. I can feel the mirror of my soul. Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. 
And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. So again, that was Desmond Child. Now we're going to bring on our next guest. Let's bring him on and see if we can hear everything good. And let's bring him on, Juan. Hello, Stavros. How you doing? Hello. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Good. So how do I pronounce your last name? Uh, you pronounce it uh, correctly. Bat- 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 Batras. Okay. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Juan Russell, actor and stand-up comedian Stavros Batras. Hello and welcome to the show. Kalimera. Whoa, nice, nice. Uh, right now here it's uh, Kalinichta because it's uh, almost midnight. But right. okay. Uh, here, but here it's not. So it's, And if it's more than one person, it's Kalimera Sas. Yeah, yeah. Sagapo. I love you. And I could say um, Tikanish. Yeah, how are you? Good. That's all I know in Greek. <laughs> I don't know anything. My Ziki, Muzaka. Muzaka. Yeah, food, you know? Food. Food, yeah. Okay. So, wait, this is my cool, outrageous man about town co host, Ron Russell. Hello and welcome to the show. So, where are you in Greece? Where? Uh, I'm in a small city, uh, Karditsa. I think you might know it. Uh, It's in center Greece, in Thessaly. Um, And recently, we've been hit by a flood. it was called uh, Daniel. Very bad weather, and everything around the city was. Uh, yes, my sister married a Greek man, and that's how I know Greek because we had a Greek family coming in, and one woman was called Mary Malios, 
Despina Batitis, Despina Batitis, and my brother, yeah, yeah. my brother-in-law was Evangeli Antunitis. So they were Greek, and I love Greek food. I love the grape leaves with the chopped meat. <clears throat> you know, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So real quick, uh, people in the chat room, say hello to the people in the chat room. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hope you're having a, a nice day. I wish you happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, so, no, I want to know, okay, because you, right now you're in Greece, but you've been in Los Angeles, because I actually read yeah. online that you've performed in Los Angeles, New York, and uh, in Greece. Um, so you're a, yeah. you're a stand-up comic. I want to know a little bit of your story. How did you... Because you're represented by CAA. That's like the biggest stars in the world. How in the hell did you, the little Greek Slow, guy. slowly. He's okay. How did, the, how did the little Greek guy come to America and get represented by the agency that everybody wants but nobody can get? Um, well, everything really happened uh, so quick. Uh, I did send a video at Chocolate Sunday's comedy show. Uh, where you sent video like uh, an audition. Yes. And if they like you, you get booked to do a show, uh, a three-minute show, in which uh, the audience and uh, the judges uh, vote so that you make the big step and perform at Laugh Factory Hollywood. Oh, wow. That's big. Laugh yeah, Factory. So the biggest comedy in the world. Now, when you're, so, here, when you're here, is your English better? Uh, yeah, I try to improve my English, uh, day by day, you know? Because I used to work for 46 years as a stand-up comic. And Ooh. I know that it's so important when you say a joke to make sure that everyone understands the joke. Otherwise, they won't laugh. So how do you yeah. do that? by transferring from Greek to English. You think in Greek, and then you speak in English. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I write everything in English. Uh, my texts are in English, so I don't translate, uh, you know, last minute before the show. I always, you know, uh, prepare my text. You memorize. Yeah. Yeah, I memorize everything in English. Because when I speak in English... People find me funny. But when I'm in Italy and I say the same thing in Italian, they don't think it's funny. They think I'm stupid. I know a little Italian. I know a little Italian. Uh, Spanish, German, English, uh, Russian, and wow. now I began to, and I began to learn uh, Korean. Wow! So I, I, when I was in Greece, uh, I stayed with my family's relatives, and I stayed in uh, Athens, and then yeah. I, I went to Rhodes. Rhodes. Oh, Rhodes, yeah, 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 the island. Yeah. Very, very beautiful. Very yeah, beautiful. Rhodes is one of the most beautiful islands here in, uh, in Greece. 
Just beautiful. So how did you decide that you wanted to be an actor and a comedian? Because also you have a couple movies that we'll talk about. Oh, wait, I want to say yeah. that. Wait, one thing. Rhodes, they said, had witches. You know what witches are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know, I know. And if a witch looks at you, you 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 have to do this, I think, poo or something. I forgot what. But it's full of witches. So we're, I carry a blue beard, bead, a round blue bead. Yeah. Uh, so the witches won't put an evil spell on you. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't I didn't know, know that. Rhodes, Rhodes <laughs> is the island of witches. Yeah. I knew that it had it had witches, but I didn't know this uh, urban legend that you yeah. talked about. When I was there, they said the women, the old ladies, they said, "Here's the blue beads on a string. Wear this, so the witches can't put a spell on you." <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, how did you decide you're gonna? Come to America and become a comedian. Well, you're already a comedian, I guess, before. But how did you decide you were going to do all of that? Uh, I decided to do this uh, huge step to come, you know, uh, to the other corner of the of the earth because uh, here in Greece, uh, money isn't enough, and also, uh, you know, Greece, Greece. Uh, gave birth to you know all the arts, uh, the acting, the stand-up comedy, drama. But now, uh, recently, they uh, made the degree of you know being an actor. They made it just as equal to you know just finish school. Okay. So uh, a friend of mine, an actor, wrote a nice quote, and he said that uh, if actor means light, then they just uh, turn the whole uh, um, country into darkness. Right. So you so came. I, how long were you here? How long, how long did you? How long were you in LA? Because I wrote down that you you studied at Stella Adler School of Acting. Like that's. Yeah. I did uh, three semesters at Stella Adler Academy uh, of Acting. Uh, a friend of mine, an actor, you might know him, Yorgos Karamichos. Who? No, I don't know him. What's his name? No. Yorgos Karamichos. No. No. Uh, we might know his face, but we don't know him by name. Tell him who we do know, who we just met. What's his name? Good yeah. week. The Greek oh uh, no! But we just we went to a, a, a premiere in uh, with Costas Mandalore, who's Greek. You know Costas Mandalore. Costas and Costas and yeah, uh, I think he's from movies, yeah. a bunch of big movies. Costas, there's two of them. The other one is in the uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Uh, the one of the brothers is is in that, and the other one is the horror movie actor. Um, yeah, you have to know Melita McCurry. She was a big star in Greece. <laughs> Big, big star, Melina McCoury. And Jules Dassan, who was her husband. He's young, though. How old are you? Yeah. Young, right? I'm 28. I'm 28. Yeah, so, so you're young. But is, is do people still know who Melina McCoury was in Greece? Do they remember her? No. No. See that? That's a shame. Because Italy, yeah. Italy has Sophia Loren, and I wonder... Ten years from now, if people will remember Sophia Loren, it's a shame because Melina McCoury was a wonderful actress. Because if we don't remember our past, we have no future. 
Exactly. Absolutely. And Melina McCoury won an Academy Award for Never on a Sunday, which was a great movie. So actually, though, you've done some, while you were here, you've done stuff with a lot of people that we know. You did a movie called The Demons Within. Deborah Foreman is in it. She's been on our show many times. Uh, BJ Mezik yeah. is BJ Mezik's a very good friend of ours. Vincent Ward, I'm doing a movie with him right now. And um, uh, so do you like horror movies? Uh, yeah, sure. I like uh, movies. Um, I just... Oh, scary. Scary. You like horror? How do you say horror? Do you not... Horror, horror, horror. Horror, horror movies. Horror, horror. <laughs> what, what are some horror movies that you like? Do you have any other big ones in Greece that are big here? Uh, no, here in Greece, not so many movies are being shot, you know, but, uh, the ones that I like is more like the Conjuring, yeah. uh, Annabelle. I like this kind of, uh, you know, with exorcisms, uh, and all this stuff. Yes. Do you like Chucky? Yeah. yeah. Do you like Chucky? Chucky? Uh, Chuck, yeah. the little guy, the little guy with the orange hair who kills. I like Chucky. Yeah, 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 yeah. The with the red hair. Yeah, with the red hair. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, very nice movie. So you also are in a short you did with Dinner with the God of War, which I'm I'm friends with uh, Robert Best and Gerald Pyro Johnson. Like, uh, and then I see that you're you're in a bunch of movies with people that we're going to be working with on other films, um, The Lost Ship. Lee Ehrenberg is going to be in a film that we're doing called yeah. Death Film. Uh, what, what, Artie Lang. What, which film? This really? is a lost ship. It's his the film he's in, but but the people in it are going to be in Death Realm. Some of them. Oh, but we're not in the same. No, one. we're not in this one. Sandy Johnson has been on the show. Uh, Al Burke's a friend of ours. John Fiore is a friend of ours. Um, yeah, John. So you're getting into a lot of. You're starting to get into more movies. Are you planning on coming back to the states? Uh, yes, I'm planning to getting back to the States. I'm just waiting, you know, because of the uh, actor strike. Yes. Uh, all the visas, the O-1 visa that I wanted to apply, uh, were, you know, like postponed because of the strike. And now they're starting to get, you know, back, back in action. So I think that by April or maybe uh June, I'll be uh, able to know if my visa is approved or not. You know what? Forget about it. Just come here. Everybody does it now. <laughs> Anybody that wants to can come to America. So forget about the visa. Fuck it. I will come here. <clears throat> come, come, come on. I will come here. I will walk through the water. <laughs> yeah, go to Mexico and walk into California. Why not? I'll try to get my girlfriend too, because uh, you know, not without only, my girlfriend. Well, bring your girlfriend, bring your family. It don't matter. <laughs> Everybody's here. Oh, I think she's watching us. I think she's watching us. What's your girlfriend's name? Uh, Anastasia. Anastasia, hello, hello. It's so nice to she, meet you. She's Russian. No, no, no. She's Greek. Greek is Anastasia. 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 Right. Anastasia. I like love it. So who are some of your do you have comedians that you like like a lot? Who are some of the comedians that you like a lot that you follow? Um some of the comedians that I like. Uh Axel Blake. Uh-huh. Uh he won't be Britain's Got Talent. 
Uh, I also like that fan. We've performed together. He's like a legend. Uh, of course, I like Angelo Tarujas. You know, you. I'm sure you know him. Yes. Yeah, Angelo. Uh, Have you heard of Matt Rife? Do you know who Matt Rife is? Ronnie? Matt Rife. M-A-T-T-R-I-F-E. Of course, of course, I've heard of him. Uh, he's also read by uh, CAA. Yeah, but, uh, I haven't seen him uh, in person yet. He's hilarious. I think he's one of the funniest yeah. comedians out there right now. Um, and and he just got signed to CAA recently because he sells out his show so fast. He got in trouble though yesterday for something. I don't know what. But. Yeah, I saw I saw that he got in trouble. I think because of a joke that he said about women. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not sure. He always, though, says stuff that's controversial, and that's why... You know what? It's a shame. It's a shame. Because when I did stand-up comedy, we could say whatever we wanted, and it was fun. Today, everybody gets offended. They think it's terrible. You know, I tell them all to go fuck themselves, and I say what I want. I don't care what they think. You don't like it? Shut up and don't listen. But if you like it, you know... There's lots of... There's lots of gardens out there. Yes. Actually, they're saying B. Claudia is in Germany. She says hello, by the way. And she says Axel Blake from BGT is really, really good. Um, I like Lewis Black, too, which you might not know him because he's old. Uh, I like the old uh, – like, I think he's probably one yeah. of the funniest actors out there, uh, funniest comedians who could be an actor. So what do you like doing better? Do you like comedy better or do you like acting better or you don't care? You like them both. No, I like stand-up comedy much more uh, because, you know, when I do stand-up comedy, I get on stage and I get to be the director, I get to be the screenwriter, I get to be everything. I do everything my own. When I'm in a movie, uh, I follow the orders from the director, I read someone else's, uh, you know, scripts. I'm okay. I'm okay. Of course, I'm okay uh, if I'm in the movie, but I prefer stand-up comedy because uh, Ron must will understand me. When the laughter, when you see people laugh, you get so much energy. Feel yes. He's saying he does it. All the energy of the audience, he likes it, and you like that too. Oh, listen, I remember. I used to have 350 people in a dining room, in a nightclub. Back in, when I worked, we had nightclubs. You know what a nightclub is? A nightclub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You yeah, had 100, 200, 300 people. And you knew right away if you were a hit because of the first joke, if they're going to like you. That gives you the speed and the want to do more. Then when they applaud or do whatever, you know that you've done it. You get better and better and better. Mm -hmm. Were you nervous the first time you did it? I can't stand this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me for my language, but literally I shit my pants when I did it for the first time. No, I didn't. I went out there and I just... I didn't want to stop. The first time I did it with a big audience, they said, Ron, get off, get off. And I wouldn't get off. I stayed there and they kept yelling, get off, get off. 
get off the stage. I wouldn't, I didn't want to leave. I was so happy. Uh, do you mean, sorry, do you mean uh, if I got, if I got nervous, if, if I got nervous when I performed in Greek or uh, in English? Oh, you probably don't get nervous in Greek, right? Because you speak Greek so fluently. No, you can get nervous in anything. But yeah, should... in Greek. No, in Greek, I didn't get nervous at all. In Greek, I don't get nervous at all. But when I performed in English, yeah, my first time, yeah. So do you, are you performing in Greece now uh, while you're there? Are you able to perform? Uh, right now, uh, I'm not performing because my father has a health problem. Uh, and I'm trying to be next to him because it's a serious problem. So... Okay, yeah. so we're sending good positive vibes for yeah. your family. That's nice, though, that you're taking care of your family. Family always comes first. Thank you. Yes, family. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. First, uh, every time, every time. La familia, la familia, la familia. Sempre la familia. La familia. La familia. So you guys, too, you can, you can follow uh, Stavros. You can follow him on Instagram. He's I am. S T A B R A K I S. I am Stavrakis. Uh, yeah. For his Instagram. You're you're on Instagram. Yes, I'm not good with the Greek. We actually went, though, uh, recently. We saw my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 that takes place in Greece, but we didn't like it. It wasn't any good. The movie wasn't really good, but it takes place in Greece. It was beautiful. Everything looked beautiful, but the movie was terrible. It wasn't any fun. You should visit uh, Mykonos. You should visit uh, Samos. There are so many islands in the summer. Santorini. I've been Mykonos. to Santorini. Yeah, Mykonos is beautiful. You know where I want to Santorini has the most beautiful sunsets in the world. Yeah, yes. I want to go to Malta. Have you ever been to Malta? Malta. Malta. No. No, Malta's not in Greece, though, is no, it? No, Malta's oh. off of, between Israel and Greece. Okay, the yeah. Island of Malta. I want to go to Malta. I've been. I've never been there. Oh, I've never been like, there. I, and then, of course, we have in Italy, uh, as uh, Isola Esmeralda, Emerald, uh, what the hell are they yeah. Yeah. Isola, La Isola Esmeralda are beautiful. And Molto Bello. Um, yeah, Udo, Italy is very also, say hi to B. Claudia because she's saying how she thinks you're very attractive and easy to listen to. She likes listening. To oh, you. thank you so much! Thank you so much. I like love it. So, so I think uh, so. You guys again follow Stavros. Um, we need to uh, when you come when you come back, we'll come to one of your shows in LA when you like actually yes. come back to the US because we go there all the we live in Boston. So we're like an hour and a half away, but we He's go there a lot. Too quickly. No, he gets it. It's a no problem. It's yeah, not that he doesn't understand. I mentioned that um, uh, after the audience votes, I got selected to do my own show at La Factory. And so when are you doing? So uh, when I when I yeah when I get the exact date of when I'm doing it, uh, of course you're invited. Of course you're invited. Thank you, thank you. That's, so you won a contest to get that then, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and the other three comics. Okay. Because that's a big deal, Laugh Factory. I think that's the biggest comedy club in America. Yeah. It's a, it's a very big deal. It's a very big deal. Uh, 
I wasn't so stressed when I performed, when, you know, about the audience. I was with the judges because all these people have performed there. Uh, you know, they have the experience. So that's why I was like... Oh, we froze. Okay, oh, we froze there a second. Okay, so um, so everybody, please follow Stavros. We'll keep you posted on. He's a friend of mine on Facebook. You can find him on Facebook under his name, Stavros Patras. Um, we want to uh, wish all the best of health to your father uh, while you. you're there. And when you come back to when you come back to America, we'll come and see you in LA. I'm sure we'll see you at premieres anyway because we run in the same circles and we know a lot of the same people. Yeah, yeah, we have so many mutual friends. Yeah, so we have a lot of mutual friends. So we want to wish you the best with all of that. And uh, thanks so much. Um, and, and we'll talk to you on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Have a good one, Starros. Thank you so much. Arrivederci. 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 Thank you so much. I wish you all the best to you, to the audience. Best wishes. I love you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. So, um, bye-bye. So, I want to play another Desmond Child song, and then we'll do our Thanksgiving uh, little goodbyes because we'll have a couple minutes left. So, you guys, this is Love on the Rooftops. This was a big hit for, for Desmond Child. I think you guys will like it. Uh, here it is. Take it away. And it's an old video, you guys, because the song is old. But, but I think you'll like it. So check it out. Here's Desmond Child, Love on a Rooftop. Sand. Now we're working full time on our lifetime plan. We never stop to see the moon at night. We're just a busy leader, complicated life. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
Yay! Desmond Child, love on a rooftop, you guys. Now we're sitting with the dog. We got five minutes left to go, so we'll talk about something fun, exciting, and interesting. Me. <laughs> Actually, I'm watching a cool TV show, you guys, on the CW. I didn't know they had an app. It's called Family Law. I love lawyer shows, so if you like it, it's got Victor Garber in it and a bunch of cool people. And... Um, Christmas is coming up. I hope everybody's excited. I hope everybody's going to have a fun Thanksgiving. I hope Thanksgiving. I get better by Christmas. You'll be better. I Look at the dog, the way he stares at you. It's unbelievable. He loves me. When guys, I the dog is so cute. He loves me. Um, <clears throat> yes. You know what a nice Christmas gift is? To go to your local uh, dog shelter and adopt a little beautiful boy. Look at this beautiful boy. Look at this baby. Look at that sweet face. Mm. He's the best. They give you such love, such devotion. You know, if you're single and you live alone, nothing worse than coming home to an empty apartment or home when you open the door and you walk in and there's nobody there to greet you. If you have a little guy like this, he'll be there to greet you and jump all over you and make you feel loved or make you feel welcome in your own home. Actually, you guys know Twism White Peace. He wrote the song, our closing song for the show. Good friend of mine and ours of the show. What's that got to do adopting a dog? He just adopted a bulldog, a black oh, bulldog. It's a beautiful, beautiful dog. Um, he's living in Niagara Falls, I think. Uh, he moved to Niagara Falls? Yeah, I think he's in Niagara Nobody Falls. Nobody lives in Niagara Falls. Um, well, someplace near Niagara Falls. Oh. And uh, he's going to school and doing a bunch of cool things. And... Uh, his dog is beautiful. It's black and white, uh, but it's a bulldog. And also, you guys, um, you guys, everybody knows Tony Moore. We've had him on the show a million times. And today he released a brand new song called Blood and Roses, I think is what it's called. And the music video is amazing. Check it all out. It's basically uh, based on a story that was told to him by Meatloaf and, and Meatloaf's involvement when JFK got assassinated, which is like on So where's the fun and jokes and laughter you talked about? And uh, Five minutes of fun, laughter, joke. No, I'm telling people to go see things. Well, you're the one who's the funny one. I'm not the well, funny one. Well, I'm not funny all the time. I am sensible. <laughs> That's why I'm telling people, though, cool yeah, things that they want to go see. When we talk about dogs, so guys, when we talk about rescuing dogs, I get very serious. And you had a segue into Twism with the bulldog getting away from what I was talking about, adopting a little cat or dog. You know, cats make wonderful pets also. I love cats. If you ever walk through a dog shelter and you look at the eyes of these dogs, you see such pain, such loneliness, such wanting, they're screaming, please adopt me, adopt me. That's what they do. You look at them in their eyes, just say, adopt me. I want to be with you. I want to come home. I want to love you. I wish, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish I had a, a country of my own. And I would take all of the uh, rescue dogs and put them in that country and make them all happy. I mean, I just love dogs so much that I, I, my heart breaks when I see them alone in a cage, especially at Thanksgiving or Christmas when they should be with a family. Absolutely. So please think about it. Don't don't say, oh, they're messy, they're this, their work. Yeah, they are, but they're worth it. Absolutely. So this dog it. brings so much joy to our family. It's not even funny. He it's sleeps under my chin. I sleep sideways and he curls up right here and he presses his head here and I hear him go, 
uh, uh, uh. And we talk back and forth. He's like my little son. In the morning, he sits there looking at me while I open my eyes. And the first thing I see is him sitting there staring at me. Waiting for you to waiting open Waiting for mine to open my eyes to say, come on, daddy, let's get up. We got to get our day started. I couldn't. Oh, I, 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 you know, I think of God forbid how old he is because we don't know he was a rescue. But I'm only hoping and praying that they weren't lying when they said he was two years old. Because even now we've had him, what, three years or four years already? Yeah, because if anything ever happened to Astro, I would go out of my mind. I know it sounds crazy, corny and dramatic and stupid, but it's not. He is absolutely one of the most important things in my life. Hi, Astro. I, I love him so much. He's the coolest dog ever. Yep. And so is Brandy, who's sleeping Brandy, on the floor over yeah, here. She's she, too big to pick she, up, you guys. Yeah, she just is where we are, she is. She's so dedicated also. She follows us around the house. She's sweet. Animals are beautiful things. You know, if you're religious, and I'm not, but if you are, you know that the Lord made animals for us to take care of. You know that. And any good Christian would take care of an animal because it's doing Jesus's job, you know, making Jesus happy. So you gotta like love it. So adopt, adopt, adopt a dog, adopt a dog. Rescues they need homes. It's, and, it's the Christian thing to do, and or, they love you forever, or the whatever they love you forever thing to do. All right, everybody. So this is the end of the show. Happy Thanksgiving! Please Happy have a Thanksgiving. wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe and eat a good meal tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bye, 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 bye. Happy Thanksgiving. So can try not to In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live, and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Missing past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show. Ron Russell